revision.io. So, welcome everybody in this very special place where we're going to talk today a little bit. I'm going to introduce the idea of the Social Sculpture Academy um, as an initiative that is concerned with the question about uh, what are the future capacities we need to really develop a human-centric, ecologically just society. So that's, in a way, the question that's behind this impulse for the um, to initiate a social sculpture academy. Um, my name is Shelley Sachs. I'm going to talk for a few minutes. We, we, the time is very tightly structured. It's a very special challenge. And I would like to, I'm your host, but I'm also introducing. I need to give you some uh, substance, some context. Um, and it's going to be quite strict. Um, everybody, the first three people in the group, have got about two minutes to speak each. And after that, it would be great if everybody who wants to speak has a chance to speak. But your speaking time is incredibly limited by the constraints of the situation, not my design. Um, so you've probably got about one minute to speak. And the question I'm going to be inviting everybody to respond to is if you uh, think the uh, Social Sculpture Academy, you've probably read the blurb, that's what brought you here. If you think it's a good idea or an interesting idea, you might want to say why it interests you or something. Also, please mention your name. I forgot to say that because this is being podcast and it's not visual. It's just audio, apparently. So you need to say your name and maybe two or three phrases, words about who you are, what you do, and then why, if this interests you, why it interests you. Because actually, the purpose of today is to, we could have gone ahead with this on our own. Some people have said to me, why make this so public right at the beginning? And part of the reason for doing that is to actually see who else is out there in the world. Maybe we don't know each other who might be interested. So that's why I'm interested in doing something, even though this is a crazy situation, that will be podcast and also interested in doing it with so-called strangers so that we're actually opening this wide open at the beginning and saying, who might the faculty be in which countries, from which sectors, with what backgrounds? Who might the people be who actually want to at least explore being part of this initiative? So I hope I've given you also practical information as part of this enough. I want to say a few more things before I hand over to the first three people. This um, process, a lot of information I've also got to give technical, is following a kind of fairly normal fishbowl process. And for those of you who don't know, what that means is, as each one of these people have spoken, a place will be made free for each one of you. And it really would be great if you are really interested in this, that you feel able, even if you're shy, lots of shy people have told me they're here, even if you're shy, that you come and take a microphone and speak. So a couple more things about this initiative. This Social Sculpture Academy hasn't just fallen out the sky. I've been working for about 40 years. I'm very old now, um, getting nearly used up. But there are a lot of other people who are working with this um, impulse. 
But I've been working for many years um, exploring ideas that were actually developed by Joseph Beuys and before Joseph Beuys by people like Friedrich Schiller and Goethe and Rudolf Steiner, but also in many other countries. I've been working with the work and ideas of Paulo Freire and Ivan Illich many years ago in South Africa in the liberation struggle. And all the time, one of my key questions, I've also got an art background that I was very dissatisfied with, all the time trying to look at like what, how do human beings really unfold are truly uh, artistic in, this, in a Boisian sense, our capacities to shape our own lives and to shape another kind of world, a human world, an ecologically just world. How can we do that? So this Social Sculpture Academy um, impulse is actually the bringing together of years of creative strategies and methodologies that some of the people in this group have been very actively involved with, some haven't, some of you might have been involved with similar things from other disciplines. This is a kind of way of bringing together many streams. Um, also want to say one last thing and then I think I'm going to hand over to the people in the middle. The Social Sculpture Academy is also sitting in a bigger framework of something called the University of the Trees. And the subtitle of University of the Trees, I have a piece of paper for those of you who haven't got it already. The subtitle of University of the Trees is Lab for New Knowledge and an Eco-Social Future. So this University of the Trees, in a way, and it says it on the piece of paper, is a new incarnation, is an evolution out of Joseph Boyce's Free International University, which actually was an evolution out of people like Kandinsky's idea, longing for an interdisciplinary school and many of the Bauhaus impulses. So the impulses that have come from many directions. And the University of the Trees, which has been going for quite a long time, has many quite public and well-known practices some of the people in the circle have been working for six years, for example, in Kassel, in Germany, with one of its practices called Earth Forum, which embody all the different practices, embody a set of methodologies and understandings that actually you could say are in Schiller about what does an aesthetic education of the human being actually mean? What would an aesthetic state really look like? It's not certainly not a state that's just full of artworks, of paintings and sculptures. So these big questions, what, would our, what are the future capacities that make the human being an artwork, a true artwork, and how would the society look, which was Schiller's question, Boyce's question, if it were really an artwork. So I'm going to stop there. I hope I'm within my time limit and um, invite, um, I think maybe Diane, you would like to please introduce yourself. Thank you so much, Shelley. Um, good afternoon to everyone. Apologies to those. Hold the mic a bit further away. Oh, a bit further away. Can you hear me? A bit nearer. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Apologies to those who to whom I have my back. <laughs> it feels very strange, but um, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I feel as a social sculpture practitioner and doctoral researcher that I've had the opportunity, the absolute privilege. To, to dwell in this space called social sculpture, to really dwell in these questions. And what I've experienced is a reawakening of what I feel I somehow already knew and what I feel we all deep down really know. Um, there's a truth about 
our connection between each other that we know. And due to our conditioning, perhaps, uh, many reasons, um, we are aware as a society that we have become more and more disconnected. So when we're looking at these capacities, um, one of them is the opportunity to reconnect with what we really know, to provide ourselves, to create time, space for us to dwell within. And in social sculpture, we look at the relationship between the inner environment, landscape, and the outer. And it is in that dynamic interplay that I feel we have great opportunity going forward. So in my own experience of that awakening, it's that embodied knowledge that comes up when we speak about embodied knowledge, our experiences, our, our life journeys. We all have so many rich, rich tapestries in terms of life journeys. Again, for me, it's about creating that space to be able to reconnect with that and bring that forward in recognition that that is valuable knowledge that we can create in a space where we can find points of connection where on the surface it looks like we are very different. So in this increasingly fragmenting world and in terms of the social fabric, for me, that our embodied knowledge, is, knowledge, our experiences, if we're able to, whether we be practitioners in whatever field we are working in, find ways in which we can find those points of connection, those create the basis for, I believe, this human-centric future that we are all seeking to create. Thirdly, I'd like to say, for me, it's about culture. Um, culture beyond, in an expanded vision of culture, beyond the idea of an ethnic, traditional practice. I'm interested in creating cultures of listening. Cultures where we can, as a matter of course, as a everyday practice, find the time to connect. And so I'd like to pose that as a question and as an idea, to see that as an idea that actually part of this endeavor is to create cultures where these capacities can thrive. Thank you. Ladies first. Thank you. Thank you, Shelley, for Can you hear Pia a bit louder? I, I didn't manage, so I'm uh, headless. <laughs> Actually, I was connected with the other fishbowl, so I felt uh, maybe not. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's okay. Well, it, maybe. Thank you. I won't say no. Yes. Okay, I can hear my voice now. Great. Um, yes, uh, my name is Beatrice Catanzaro. I'm uh, Italian, half Swedish. Uh, um, have been living in many different countries, uh, where my practice, uh, my art practice, has led me to through residency, project, all kind of different endeavors. Uh, between 2010 and 2015, I've been working uh, uh, in Palestine for five years, setting up a social enterprise. 
and this was uh, uh, for me a huge experience of trying to translate art into reality. But though the uh, though art was stepping into reality, I was left with the questions uh, returning to to Italy uh, that I then I'm trying to translate through the practice of social culture and through the dialogues with Shelley Sachs, which is mainly what is participation? What does it mean to be part of a field? What does it mean to be connected internally to a wider field? Now, in the very specific field of socially engaged practice, uh, one of the issues I sense is that we turn more towards illustrating participation rather than really understanding the nature of being part of something greater. And this is the reason why I feel this uh, journey into uh, dreaming of uh, a future uh, academy of social culture is very valuable because the specific um, the, the very space between your inner and your out, outer field of action is something that too much in the world is uh, uh, confined to your own uh, thing to deal with. Um, instead of becoming uh, a key uh, element in our journey. And I just uh, want to finish by saying that uh, uh, I think that in all my career, uh, my academic career, um, only through the encounter with Shelley Sachs, I was asked the question, why are you doing what you're doing? Which for me was a driving uh, question into always trying to balance the inner and the outer action, uh, trying to integrate and find some uh, sort of uh, balance between those two spaces of action, which which are uh, mutually important. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Marcus. Marcus Stefan. Can you all hear me? And do some of the people who are sitting outside, because there wasn't a place. There's one more place. Won't you sit here? No. Okay. Okay. Um, I would like to build a little bit on, on the previous two contributors. Um, well, I've been involved in, in the field of social sculpture and connective practice over the last six years uh, in different ways. Um, first, I came to do a master's program in social sculpture and connective practice um, with Shelley Sachs as my, as my professor. I now moved on um, to a PhD research. And I've also started to teach on that same master's program uh, four years ago. And I've also worked with Shelley and other people with different formats, practices, processes that also make use of very similar methods and strategies that we also use on the, on the master's program. And I think in terms of future capacities, um, I think one thing that is really needed are new ways of thinking, new ways of arriving at thought what is actually meaningful, healthy social transformation and who, what kind of perspectives are actually included in that conversation. I think it is very easy and it happens very often that um, like the main problems, the main challenges of our times are 
um, kind of reduced to a handful of like big themes, big questions. And obviously this is very necessary work. But what also often happens is that many, many perspectives, voices are actually excluded from that conversation. And a lot of capacities and knowledge, as Diane said, that we all hold as individuals from our own life experiences are excluded. And what I have well experienced myself and witnessed and many other people, for example, on this master's course in social sculpture, is that by actually inviting in these capacities, this knowledge that many people are not even so aware of themselves, actually um, it is really possible that people can find very new ways of doing very meaningful work in the world, be it as like um, traditional types of change makers or even individuals who are looking for ways to make some kind of contribution. So I think this is really beautiful and important work. And um, now looking at the possibility of a new social sculpture academy, um, I think the opportunity there really is to like move on from this still more traditional university setting um, where there is a lot of hierarchy going on to really thinking, okay, how can one co-create a space that can meaningfully make use of such strategies and methods, but also bring in other types of knowledges. And I think that's also the challenge at the same time, because whoever f facilitates such a space, um, there's also a question, how do you make decision? How do you, make, um, how do you bring different types of knowledges together so that really a meaningful space is created and not a um, confusing, chaotic um, kind of everything together in a big um, pot kind of situation? So, yeah, that's really what I want to say. I see many important opportunities and a challenge. And I'm just um, ending on one proposal that I find really inspiring. Um, that was an idea of Joseph Boyce's, um, who introduced the idea of a permanent conference where really all images, all ideas about what's important can be brought to the table and discussed. And it's a new way of, of arriving at um, decisions. And I think such a principle would be very meaningful even in facilitating such a new space. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marcus. So um, one of you will go away and make a space free, but I want to say a couple of other things. Thank you all very much, Bia, Diane, Marcus. A couple of other things. One is an idea of Joseph Boyce's. I also want to add, when uh, people asked him what social sculpture is, he said, Social sculpture is about working with the invisible materials of speech, discussion, and thought. And I added over the years values, attitudes, questions, habits of thinking. So you can hear that's already about the inner field as an equally important field of work. And why Diane and Marcus in different ways have emphasized this relationship between working in the inner field and the outer fields. So part of the shaping, the Gestaltung, that uh, we are all involved in as social sculpture connective practice practitioners is as much about mindset work and working in the invisible plastic uh, uh, dimension, um, which is very actual. It makes the forms in the world. So I wanted to add that. Now one more thing just to add, and maybe we can take a moment in this busyness Something that we do in the Earth Forum, because many of these practices don't just exist in academia, they have for many years, we've been bringing them out into the world, 
through practices like Earth Forum or recently Frame Talks in Kassel. But just to say that one of the things we find very helpful is that when we try and have permanent conference situations, and this is an instance of a permanent conference, it's part of the conversation, is that we try to uh, focus on active listening. And by active listening, we mean try when you listen to someone speaking, not to just like or dislike, try to avoid judgment and really try and hear where are they coming from, what are they actually saying, and put your own thoughts, if you can, to the side for a moment. And finally, just before I open the floor to the other people, I think it would be useful to take a moment in this busy situation and just go into what we often speak about as the inner studio, the inner imagination space, that every single human being, whether they've got education, they can read or write or not, formal education, every human being has a space in which we see images, even if it's just memories. We can also look at the future. And I want us to invite us all to go into this inner space for a moment and try and see what, is there anything that you see or that comes up, maybe just an image comes up, that actually might have to do with what are these future capacities we need that such an academy, it would be up to us, creative people, and everyone in the world could be one of these creative people. We become part of working to find out what do we need, what are these capacities we need for the future. So we'll take one minute from the talking time to just go into your inner space, your inner atelier, your inner studio, and maybe let images come or think about it, just see what comes, and that might be something you want to share. So in this very concertinaed uh, permanent conference today, um, I would like to invite uh, somebody who, uh, anyone who would like to come forward and share something of why they think this is a valuable initiative, what it is that's important about it for them, and how or something what they understand by these future capacities. So who would like to join us? Ayub. Please say your name and uh, what you do, briefly. Hi, my name is Ayumi, Ayumi Matsuzaka. Um, I live in Berlin, but it's originally Japanese. I'm a founder of one uh, social startup, Daiko. So future capacity that I like to expect is some platform or communication way that, for example, social entrepreneurs and investors can have the same visions. For example, I work with nature, making the soil out of human excretion, baby uh, diapers. It takes uh, simply one year to make a good soil and then grow uh, fruits, uh, fruits <coughs> trees. Hey, how many years do we need to have a fast fruits? Easily four to five years we need. And then I had a chance to talk with investor. It's very difficult to convince them because we do not have the same language. 
same way to see the nature, how we can connect ourselves, private body or business body, how we connect ourselves to the nature is very, very difficult. So I like to have a language or even short experience, even one day, being together and then find some same language. This is my big wish. Thank you. Ayumi. Maybe just to say Ayumi has been part of the group in Berlin for several years. That's also uh, part of the University of the Trees lab for new knowledge and they meet regularly once a month and maybe that's part of the process of exploring new strategies, new language. Thank you, Ayumi. Wait here a bit. I'm Brunhild Matthias. I work uh, with politics in the state parliament uh, of Brandenburg and I developed uh, with um, members of the parliament um, participation projects and also art projects. Uh, I hear it from you, Ayumi, um, we use different languages and this is also my experience. May I, I say it in German? Um, Politiker arbeiten so, dass sie sagen, ähm, das ist nicht in Ordnung und deswegen muss ich jetzt das und das machen. Und die, die, die schreiten jeden Schritt auf. Erstens, zweitens, drittens. Einen Maßnahmeplan. Und das Ziel der Arbeit steht von vornherein fest. Und das macht die Ziele so klein und eng. Und äh, wenn man das Ziel eigentlich aus der Gegenwart nimmt und nicht aus der Zukunft, dann kommt nichts Gutes heraus. Dann werden Organisationen starr und, und tot. Und ich erlebe, dass die Bürger, die Menschen, mit denen ich arbeite, ähm, engagierter sind als die Politik und dass sie offener und in Prozessen denken und arbeiten. Und wenn wir es schaffen, ich finde die Akademie so wichtig und notwendig. Ich spüre, mein Herz schlägt schneller, mir ist warm, ich bin froh, hier zu sein. Und es, es macht etwas anderes möglich, etwas, das aus der Zukunft kommt. Denn unsere Zukunftsfähigkeiten, die sind ja noch nicht hier irgendwo da, dass wir sie nehmen können und anschauen, sondern wir müssen sie zusammen finden. Und es geschieht jetzt, es geschieht bereits in diesem Augenblick. Vielen Dank, Brunhild. Uh, maybe very brief what Brunhild said, one of the key points she made was that where in her daily work with the, in the political arena, one of the problems is that uh, aims actually come out of the present and not out of the future. There's no chance to really let things be explored and to unfold. And the other point you made was that, well, she's very happy. Uh, her heart beats faster and in uh, something to do with warmth. There's a lot of warmth in this question about letting uh, things unfold properly out of the future, working together to let them unfold, something like that. Who else would like to join us? Hello, my name is Naho. Um, 
I'm also from Japan. It's quite rare to be on the speaking stage, you know, to Japanese female or on stage. Um, I'm also here uh, living in Berlin for six years almost. And uh, the, your opening question about the, you, our inner studio to, to visualize what? Uh, so to me, Savannah and Lioness appeared because that's my art theme that I have been working on. And how I came to Berlin is that someone in Japan, while I was there, my mentor told about Joseph Boyce and social sculpture. Even I didn't know about anything. And then he mentioned to me that you, what you do is social sculpture. That's Joseph Boyd defined. So I took this social sculpture, the concept, and I came to Berlin and I got the artist visa and I have been working on it. So uh, I have been working on it just, you know, individually. So I'm very grateful to meet predecessors who are more knowledgeable and yeah, that's why I'm here and for the capacity um, yeah as you um, laid in the beginning I'm very thankful that you put into the public to find out the allies somewhere and then maybe I'm one, one of them thank you so much for coming and sharing that with us and it's also so important, you're a real picture of why it's so important that people actually make this public because Joseph Boyce had an impulse that didn't just come from him and that impulse is still alive and unless we actually make it open and available, people can't connect with each other who've got the same longings. This permanent conference is also a field of longings. It's people who are longing to actually work together as researchers, as citizen researchers, mm -hmm. as public researchers, and anybody can be involved because human beings, millions have longings for a different kind of world. So whatever backgrounds we come from, in a way we're participating in this impulse. Bia spoke about participation, it's not just, so it's brilliant you come forward and also to Japanese people at the same permanent conference is wonderful. So, thanks. Yeah. Um, a quick comment, um, just following on from your contribution. When I closed my eyes, the image that I saw was almost like a spider with networks, um, hives of activities in different continents across the world. Um, from an African perspective, which is where I have dwelled most of my life, I am very keenly aware of this capacity, the imagination, how it is so ripe, so visceral, so close to the surface of the skin. And in my work as a development uh, practitioner, I have rarely come across a space where the imagination is recognized not only as a capacity, but also as a renewable, regenerative resource. So I feel as we address this question, it's very important that we look at some of the bigger frames, the social frame. We talk about social sculpture, um, the social dimension of sustainability and sustainable development. And so for me, this is a great opportunity. It's a very timely opportunity to create an academy where there are and there is a network, there are hives of activity, of research that are locally 
relevant. I think that's also a very important point, whereby we are able to, as practitioners and as researchers, work with indigenous knowledge forms, indigenous ideologies and philosophies. Um, for example, I look at Ubuntu in my work, the, the African philosophy of connectedness and I'm looking at our interconnectedness. And I've, I know this exists in many parts of the world. So I feel this is the great opportunity that sits, awaits us as we conceive of this academy and how it can potentially grow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, hi, I'm Martina Schäfer from Kassel. I'm a massage and music therapist and also social sculpture practitioner. Um, and I was also inspired, oh, like that? Okay. I was also inspired by your question and invitation in the inner room of imagination. And the picture that I saw was um, people sitting in circles, actually, like we do here. We're sitting in this circle in the middle of this noisy atmosphere with light beams <laughs> around us with headphones and but we are listening to each other <laughs> so, and that's what happens in the, in the social sculpture practice we're listening to each other and we also listen to the noise in the world and to our inner world what is my yearning what do i really want to do what am I longing for? And so this coming together in this academy could really help people um, to, or to encourage them, to empower them to really do what they want to do. And it's not just about to make a little change. I think it's about transformation. And that's more than a change. A caterpillar becomes a butterfly. So. It's really something different and yeah so I also feel the warmth that Brunhild mentioned when I think about that so yeah well thank, thank you. you hello my name is Torsten Torsten Wiesmann I'm um, a researcher and I've worked in the field of um, new social systems and cross-border technology, uh, science, spirituality. And uh, the picture that came to me that I just want to share is that uh, there are groups out there that really work with new knowledge. And some of them I already met, but in my picture there are even much more that I did not know. And these groups are not uh, so public, but they are also connected with each other and they connect uh, more and more with each other and finally they will connect also with these groups that are more socialized so to say and this process brings a lot of hope to me because this new knowledge is so much needed this is a cosmic knowledge uh, that I contact through um, studying cosmic science what we call cosmic science there are programs like a computer program written for coding some um, application so there are programs that come from the cosmos down to earth to help us in evolution and this is something Rudolf Steiner did discover in his own way and there are like Goethe also saw that there are universal laws and rules in nature and if we apply these rules and laws and principles correctly it, sorry 
we'll be hit by a comet. <laughs> if, if we apply these rules, uh, principles and laws correctly, we can thrive to the fullest. And all what I hear at this conference, for example, and also here is this longing for how to do this actually, how to um, build new systems that help us to reach our highest potential as a unified humanity living in peace and in creativity. Thank you. Thank you so much, Torsten. Maybe just one sentence would be nice to bring in. Goethe used the phrase developing new organs of perception. And so just as much as maybe we can look for what are these given laws and principles that are there in the cosmos or the universe, but part of the work in the social sculpture field is to try and understand, and there's already much understanding, but how do we develop these widened organs of perception? Joseph Boyce was also very involved. How do we develop these organs of perception so that more and more people can have them, the organs of understanding? that we can actually see what's feel, understand, sense what's really wrong and what's really needed and develop these capacities to transform, as Martina was saying, to really transform ourselves, our ways of thinking, our ways of accessing, our ways of tuning. How can we develop these transformative capacities to be more connective beings? Thank you, Torsten. Sorry, Torsten. My name is Carsten Winnemuth from Kassel also and uh, there we work together with Shelley uh, since 2012. Now the first contact was about the European Permaculture Convention which happened then and yeah, I'm also a gardener and um, um, also from uh, art context somehow even though I didn't study that. But this experience now with, uh, with these modules of the University of the Trees is uh, uh, amazing because uh, everybody experience, experiences how it works. The people are very touched by it. It somehow works. It is, it is like a catalysator, a functioning um, process of of uh, transformation for for the people. And and with this uh, experience, um, we come more and more. Uh, I think what we really urgently need is some kind of platform, some kind of forum for uh, uh, collective thinking and for collective create creativity. And um, I think with, with these uh, capabilities we have now in our group in Kassel, you know, where's uh, like a, a social sculpture micro lab um, with um, some people in it, um, we uh, are ready now to offer something like this, like a regular forum or platform where we also can invite uh, people, maybe decision makers or just from all these different sectors. It's so important that, that people come together and listen to each other, like from from um, the economy or from the politic or from the Stadtverwaltung or from the region, just just to see how uh, locally, né, in a, a community like a city of Kassel, 200,000 people and uh, the region around it, because this is kind of the level in, in which I'm interested to, to, to kind of trigger uh, transformation processes. So uh, we have all these tools now to offer this regular. Uh, and um, what's interesting about the academy is then, and really amazing to, to meet people who also work in this field and that we come together and kind of uh, um, uh, 
um, make honey ne, of, of our experience, bring it together, so have a common pool to collect our experiences. So this is very interesting in, from different parts and groups to, to bring it together, these experience. And yeah, these things work really for, for every human and that's, uh, that's a beautiful thing about it. Thank you so much, Kirsten. So the Castle group really has a lot of experience and knowledge to share and partly Kirsten's initial impulse, how could the city of Kassel, how could the people in Kassel not just know what Joseph Boyce had done and thought there, but really experience how could they become social sculptors of their own situation. And so it's been so interesting working there over the years, first with Carsten and then the group grew and grew and grew and anybody can come in, but where people actually start to get a sense of what it means to really build these capacities across organizations, across initiatives, etc. So I think the Castle Group has a lot to contribute to the Social Sculpture Academy. Great if you're there. Torsten, thank you. Thank you, everybody. We've got 14 minutes left. Um, I feel like a circus ringmaster, um, taming lions, maybe not, but who else, can I get an indication of who else would like to join us, so I know what kind of time we've got left. Danny and Heiko, come forward, thanks Martina very much, thanks Carsten. Hello everybody. Um, I'd like to speak in German, if you could translate afterward. <laughs> Maybe in between. So in between? Okay. Um, mein Name ist Stefan Röcker. Ich komme aus Stuttgart und begleite und berate Unternehmen mit den Kulturkomplizen im Feld des New Work oder was als New Work bezeichnet wird. Um, da geht es um... His name is Stefan Röcker and he's coming from uh, Stuttgart and he and Berlin and he he's a consultant he works in the field working with companies and groupings looking at the whole concept of new work yeah also selbstbestimmtes und selbstorganisiertes arbeiten ähm, was auch heißt self-determined and self-organizing work which also means was auch heißt eben äh, eigenverantwortlich zu sein also eben auch Verantwortung zu übernehmen und meine Erfahrung ist es dass sich Menschen oft schwer tun wenn sie gefragt werden was sie denn eigentlich wirklich wirklich wollen und wer sie eigentlich sind und die Arbeit mit Shelley ähm, und ihren Methoden bei aus der University of the Trees und von der sozialen Skulptur helfen uns in unserer Arbeit sehr stark, den Menschen ähm, ja, dabei zu helfen, sich selbst zu finden und sich dann, ähm, dann Wege zu finden, ähm, wie sie ihre, ihre, ihr, ihr eigenes Selbst, ihre eigenen ähm, Gedanken und Emotionen auch in die Gruppe dann hineinbringen können. So one of the things that uh, strikes Stefan very much is when it comes to the point with people about how, it, they, how to help them with their longings. They have these longings, how to in a way realize their longings. And because their longings are much more than just what's possible in their work. 
I'm kind of interpreting and shortening. Mm-hmm. And um, he's found a lot of help uh, for working with people, actually getting closer to this dimension that relates to the longings and the real concerns that aren't often realized in the work through the social sculpture methods and through the work with the University of the Trees practices. Yeah, thank you. And um, und, und deshalb find, fände ich sehr wichtig, um, eben so eine Akademie zu haben, die mit, um diese ähm, Ideen, Methoden, ähm, Funktionsweisen weiterzutragen, um das noch mehr Menschen zugänglich zu machen. Hi, I'm uh, Daniel Weyand. I live and work in Berlin in the fields of uh, global citizenship, education, um, uh, arts education and uh, international youth exchange, basically. And part of my work is a project for young filmmakers here in Berlin and uh, filmmakers in Bamenda in Cameroon um, to uh, use film as a way of exploring questions concerning like, global issues, um, but to, late, uh, to relate them um, to our um, local realities. And um, I feel that a Social Sculpture Academy here in Berlin could be a great space to um, relate these um, questions to the, as we've heard before, the inner field of action, as well as the outer field of action, and um, to explore together and engage with each other um, um, to find out what kind of uh, future do we envision, what kind of future does my opposite um, envision, and um, to to make this space open for people from all over the world, but also to create encounters um, for people who live in Berlin themselves, who are very diverse themselves and have very different ideas of um, looking at the world. And I feel that Berlin is a great space also um, because there is a lot of um, um, research going on on different knowledge and um, I feel that um, this can all be very much of uh, value to also the fields, like very different fields of work that are going on here, um, especially also in the field of global citizenship education. Thank you. Thanks very much, Daniel. Thanks. So, I'm Heiko Novak. And... I think the Social Sculpture Academy would be really great to create a new organ of perception combined with this capacity of a spider web, a global spider web. So this could be the national starting point. And I'm very convinced about the practices that you designed, that you discovered, because um, as practitioner of social sculpture, I every time I practice this with other people, it's a very deep dialogue, and it's for me it's always the quality to first discover the world, and secondly to discover our freedom, and thirdly to shape our our environment, our earth. So, and 
I believe that, especially in these times of technological development and artificial intelligence, new forms of knowledge, uh, we need such organs of perceptions to discover this world in a new way, it is to discover our humanity in a new way, and so to shape our, well, world. Thank you so Thank much, you. Heiko. I want to, you want to come? I want to make uh, one or two quick comments, and then we go on, um, that partly because of the frame of this event today, which is human-centric work, to working toward a human-centric future with the new technologies, which are incredibly important. But the emphasis partly in the field of social sculpture is about developing the inner technologies, you could say, that are part of the field of freedom. So I just wanted to add this notion of the inner technologies, that it's, we should not only look to the outer technologies for solutions, um, is very strong thought in the field of social sculpture. Hi. Hi, I'm Janice Wolpert. Um, I do research kind of in journalistic fashion on actually Rudolf Steiner and I was just reading Schiller so I found that so fascinating because I didn't quite know what was going to be here uh, to expect and uh, also Goethe I think so essential if we follow Steiner and all that uh, research that actors like they did um, theosophy and anthroposophy so I think yeah, they have quite something in store if we're trying to tackle these questions of technology in the future and which Steiner actually said, um, and I think it's quite plausible that there are really these spiritual forces and if we go into quantum physics, for example, and we look at research of Nobel laureates and so on, they talk about this participatory universe that really we create everything that is here in our mind and that we influence it largely. And there's a whole lot of research, um, so I could recommend Doc Journalist, for example, or Dr. Joseph Farrell. There's all kinds of brilliant researchers on that, but in uh, case of this internal technology of our mind, internal, how can we get a higher level? Then I think Steiner's work is quite extraordinary because that's exactly what he talked about. Uh, that we yeah. two minutes yeah. really so have I, these I'm mystical gonna, questions to answer in our brain, right? Go ahead. Thank you so much. Sorry to cut you short. Sorry. Uh, hello. Um, it's weird to hear my own voice with the headphones. Uh, my name is Robert Gaspar. Uh, I'm an architect and uh, also a co-founder of a cultural association based in Milan and Berlin called Curum, Creativity for Urban and Rural Empowerment. And I find this discussion very interesting because uh, I'm coming from what you would call a traditionally creative background. And it's the reason why I find the story of Boyce uh, so fascinating because he is traditionally known for his plastic arts, his uh, artistic output. And uh, a lot of people, I didn't, myself included, didn't know the, um, um, his philosophical or uh, political um, opinions on, on art and what it means, uh, art is capital and the idea of the permanent conference. And I th when you ask the question about what the creative uh, capacities are um, for artists or uh, creative individuals, that capacity is quite explicit. It's very um, obvious that uh, they uh, express themselves visually, um, plastically, etc. 
but um, the pr issue of creating a social sculpture is something that affects other people or society. Um, I think one has to um, combine the inner action and the outer action and actually ref uh, reflect it outwards. I think uh, a lot of artists have a an egocentric approach to expressing themselves. I want to be understood, but to, to reflect that, it's to understand, uh, to listen. And I find that uh, when creative uh, professionals or creative individuals uh, reflect that inner desire and turn it into an outward desire, um, instead of talking or speaking like the result is uh, listening, and I think that's uh, something that uh, connects the creativity to all of humanity and all of us together, which results in these uh, positive uh, actions that affect the lives of everybody in the community. And so I find what uh, uh, you all are doing uh, incredibly fascinating in that regard. hope you'll join us. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I want to take two minutes, and I hope they don't throw us out our chairs, just to round up, but also to say that I am going to be on a panel um, that I don't know what the topic is, but the rest of the group is actually going to carry on meeting somewhere so we don't waste the time that everybody's taken to come here. And also from 18 hours, I will be back with the group for another two hours and we'll probably meet in the A&O hostel foyer because it's too loud here. So we'll be able to talk without headphones and microphones. But I just want to end maybe on one or two things from Rudolf Steiner and something then I've added to it. Rudolf Steiner made a beautiful statement where he said the sacrament of the future is to encounter. And I think one can understand that encounter as meaning the encounter with oneself, the encounter with the other and the encounter with the social, the social is like another form of being. And it's not just I and you added up, it's actually another dimension that we need to perceive. And as part of that, one of the things Steiner really did offer us, this isn't, I didn't plan to end on a, on a, a kind of spot for Rudolf Steiner, but Joseph Boyce's work actually all comes uh, largely out of Rudolf Steiner. And Rudolf Steiner comes out of Schiller and Goethe, and so there's a long tradition, and they all are closely linked to through theosophy to a lot of the Eastern traditions. So we are sitting with a lot of amazing knowledge and traditions from all over the world. And one of those uh, dimensions of knowledge from Rudolf Steiner is just the importance of the I sense. And because you, somebody spoke about ego and egocentricity, I think one of the really valuable things Steiner offers us is this idea that to develop the I sense is not about selfish individual ego. It's actually the very sense, unless we develop our I sense, we cannot respect and encounter and meet the being of another and value the integrity of another life form, whether it's a tree or a, a creature unlike us or a being like us. So I wanted to end on that because one of the things that I think differs in the Social Sculpture Academy is that those kind of things are also being researched and that would be an example of what I would call an inner technology to really understand how do we encounter, with what capacities can we encounter 
ourselves, each other and the world and therefore perhaps begin to develop other ways of living, other architectures, other structures and forms. So I thank you very much everybody for being here. I hope it's not the last time we see you. If you'd like to, we hadn't thought of this because it's another kind of event, maybe give um, Martina or Marcus or somebody your names and your email if you'd like to stay in contact. We are hoping to have another meeting probably in Berlin in January or February with this growing potential faculty who will shape the academy together. Thank you so much.